When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. The Garden Report. It's Friday night. Joe Sway and I just hanging out. and Labor Day weekend. There we go. Got a Celtics signing. I was, I was down moving. I'm just moving everybody in, Joe Sway. Uh, I was down moving my cousin to college. Yesterday I was moving my other cousin in the, the North Another End. Another cousin? Wow, look at you. Yeah. So I'll have plenty of places to stay wherever, but... Celtics made a signing, and this is one reported by SDNA in Europe that Celtics had offered a contract about a month ago. His name pretty much faded away since then. It seemed like he was going to go over to Europe and play in Greece, uh, but they got the signing done here. One year minimum, Svi Mihailuk uh, is going to be the 14th man on the Celtics here. I did a little video on it yesterday, but uh, what was your impression of the signing, Josue? I like it. I mean, you look at his numbers, his shooting numbers, uh, his size, especially for someone in that position. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for what the Celtics are trying to do. I mean, uh, talking about defense, something that was mentioned, you know, Jalen Brown mentioning at his signing. And it seems like they are they clearly want to get back in that direction, the team that they were in 2022. And and I think that, you know, for his size and, and, and his length, I think that's something that they're hoping that will translate on the defensive end. Obviously, his shooting is the big factor here. I, I think, uh, you know, anyone that's shooting over 40% is sort of on the Celtics' radar at this point. And especially when it comes to like, you know, guys are not going to uh, break the bank. Right. I mean, that, that's something that's going to be like a new thing in the NBA. If you ask me, right. A lot of guys that may be, you know, in their fourth, fifth year at that point of their career, where they're not quite sure they should go play overseas, you know, guys that could get an opportunity like this and make the most of it. So it's an interesting signing. I mean, obviously, I think what the Celtics are in terms of you know how much money they have to spend, it makes sense for them to go out and get someone like this. So again, you know, that this is a an opportunity for him to to obviously stay in the NBA and potentially pick up some minutes when you know someone is out of the lineup and, and he has to fill in. Yeah, he seems like a good innings eater. If if they're sitting one of the wings, if that's a good way to put it. Yeah, what have you, you been writing? Uh, some a lot of baseball <laughs> lately, Bobby. <laughs> I love that phrase. And there's quite a few of them on the roster now. Guys that can just play and win you games. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Potentially, this roster is so set up, and I've said this before, Josue, to rest this regular season. They're going to be able to take so many nights off and still win games, which they were good at last year too. You remember all those games. The Bucks one especially, which they didn't yeah. win, but they were pretty close. Right. Where you, you trot out Cornette, Pritchard, Hauser, and Grant. Maybe this year it's O'Shea or Mihailuk or whoever it might be. And they're right there, even against a fully loaded right. team on the other side because they're just playing good basketball. They got a lot of shooting out there. They got some defenders. Uh, so this roster is looking pretty deep. And depth isn't going to necessarily win you a championship. This probably isn't even going to be a guy who plays in the playoffs. Uh, but they're just right. good guys to have because normally your 14th guy on the roster probably isn't even a guy capable of playing. But this guy is, you know, a five-year pro at this point who's shooting 36% from three. Right, exactly. And, and I, I think when, when you think about the how different it's going to be this year, I mean, not, not just roster-wise and Porzingis and Marcus Smart not being around, but just the schedule overall, the new tournament, you know, how this thing is going to affect the players in terms of, you know, how many games are being played throughout the week and you know, just the way that some of these uh, road trips are, were put together. This is opportunity for guys like, like, like this to, you know, go in there and, and fill in for minutes. And, you know, the, the, a lot of those names you just mentioned, I, I think one of those guys out of the three or whatever, whether it's, you know, between, uh, you know, Shvi, Jordan Walsh, uh, you know, if they go out and sign another player potentially, right. Whether maybe it's TJ Warren, you know, I'm still wondering if that's going to be the case. Do they bring back Blake Griffin? You know, maybe he's one of those guys. I think, I think having one of, one of those guys, you know, out of that group, you know, to, to, to go in and, and pick up minutes when guys like, you know, Al Horford is out on the second night of a back-to-back or, you know, you got other guys out there who, who just need some rest. And so there's got to be really careful about that. When you think about, a team that's potentially on the verge of making a, a third deep playoff run, which is obviously the goal and, 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 you know, them achieving that championship, been 18. 
Yeah, and you're obviously balancing getting enough reps with that rest. You know, right. Your staff, Porzingis, will be ready right. to start this year as, as he continues to sit out there at the World Cup uh, with the plantar fasciitis. So we heard a little bit from him over the past week on that and uh, Brad as well. So they have enough here. Like, you're not looking at this signing and say, oh, you need to fill a need. Though I do wonder whether Sam Hauser has an obvious leg up on him. You know, do do guys like that push each other a little bit at that wing spot, even in O'Shea? Like, is there a little bit of competition? Does Hauser, given what he did last year, uh, have a shoe-in for that position? Because I'm excited about Hauser this year. Uh, you have the defensive strides from last season. You have the incredible consistency from three. You had that long slump midway through the season. Yeah. But overall, every level, even his first full season in the NBA, shooting 40% from three, it's impressive what he can do behind the line. Uh, so you, you hope he continues to take a few steps here. But th- this guy's a little different. He can attack closeouts. Be, he can even do some creation on the weak side. I saw Nikias Duncan, uh, who's a great analyst, saying that there's a little bit of creation ability here too when it comes to Shvi. Shot almost 50% from two last year with the Hornets. He was pretty good once he landed in Charlotte after a few years of uh, falling into a slump there. So if he signed in Boston, you know, I'm sure money's part of it. You're still even as a minimum guy making probably a little bit more money than you would overseas. I I bet he thinks he has at least some chance of competing here. Like you have to, if this is going to be your spot you pick, because there were other places that probably would have taken him and you know had him in a deep, deep role on the roster. But here on this wing, where it's a little right. more uncertain behind Brown and Tatum, I bet he comes into this saying, I, I could probably compete for a few minutes here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was what his agent was saying, and that was a lot of what, what convinced him to, to stick around. And also just the, the exposure. I mean, the Celtics are obviously going to be on a lot of, you know, televised throughout you know, the, uh, the the regular season, one of those top-tier teams, and just to get an opportunity to – to go out there, whether it's playing, you know, seven, nine, you know, ten minutes, you know, if he succeeds, that that's someone that can go and, and, and carry on a, an NBA career over playing overseas. I mean, it's obviously a one-year deal, something that you know he's going to have to try out and, and see how he fits. But you know, I, I like the signing. I, I I do. I think it's someone that you know a name that we didn't we, we didn't mention. You know, but I, I again, I think he does check a lot of those boxes of what the Celtics are trying to do right now in terms of you know shaping out this roster. So. This leaves one roster spot open for the regular season. 14 guys now out of the 15th field. You can leave the 15th spot open into the season, which Celtics often do. Uh, but I'm sure the door's open for Blake. You still have some other flyer guys out there. Some people love your Kelly Oubre's. They've worked out uh, by reports. TJ Warren, Mar Stevens, uh, Glenn Robinson the third, who hasn't played in a couple of years. And... Uh, who's the fourth guy in that group? Louis King from uh, from the Sixers G League system there. So, yeah. eye on wings. This might have been the wing out of all the choices they looked at here. So, those guys could be out of play here. And I, I do think, especially from what Brad Stevens said on the uh, radio this week, that they probably w- would like to have Blake back. But if you were going to uh, ideally fill that last roster spot with one guy or one type of player, who would it be? It'd probably be Blake, to be honest with you. I, I mean, you just said it. They they sort of filled that that uh, you know opportunity for the to, to address the wing position and, and add some depth there with with this signing. And I don't think you go out and get someone else that that's similar. You know, I was big on T.J. Warren. I think this signing kind of fills that you know, opportunity. And, and I would like to see them go out and just address the front court with at least one more signing. If, if they do, that. they didn't do Warren. What's up? Um. Not necessarily, to be honest with you. Just when you think about um, what the G League looks like, you know, in terms of like the Celtics and, and, and where they are in their development and, you know, guys that are trying to get an opportunity with Celtics, just a lot of guys that I just feel like are, are not quite there. You know, I, I don't know if any of those, you know, J.D. Davisons or, you know, guys that we've seen, you know, Cabin Jelly. I mean, we've seen sort of what they can do and we're, we're, pretty certain that they're not quite there yet. So I, I would love to see someone like this, you know, who's uh, again, and one of those guys in that group after playing four years in the NBA has a little bit of experience looking to, to carry on his NBA career and looking for an opportunity and obviously not going to break the bank for the Celtics. And I think this is a great opportunity when you consider what the, uh, what the wing position looks like on the depth chart. Definitely like the signing. Wasn't sure if they were going to get it done. I thought he might be, 
hand overseas. So I'm glad they got it done. Uh, I think yeah. he'll probably help them in a couple spots here. You don't want to go too crazy about the guys at the end of the roster. And this is always the time of the right, year to do right. that. Especially um, on a team like this. But the good thing is with the signing like this, you're not parsing all these different options in the camp. They did that last year. It didn't really work. Uh, so they found their guy. They signed him. They have the door open for Blake. I'm right with you, Josue. Love to see him back. I've said it a million times how wrong I was about him. Ended up being one of my favorite things about last season was the Blake experience. And I bet he is more than ready to do that again for them at a front court yeah, position man. where there'll be plenty of nights off. I hope this doesn't uh, it doesn't decrease his chances, right? I hope this has nothing to do with that. And he's just trying to make that decision. You know, you mentioned it, I think, what, last week or a couple of weeks ago that he, he did this last year, right? It was sort of like a, a last-minute thing that he uh, – last-minute decision to, to it join It came himself. out of nowhere, remember? Right, right. And I loved it. You know, I loved it from the beginning, and I, and I would love to see him come back and, and fill that role that I feel like everyone appreciated in terms of the locker room and just who he was with the – you know, the uh, bus one boys and that whole thing played out and uh, being that guy that could fill in or the second night of back to back for Al Horford as, you know, obviously that front court is going to need someone like that. Absolutely. So there you have it. Shvi McHiluk uh, officially announced now the Celtics that they signed him. Uh, so he is in and we'll kick around some of the other stuff to happen this week. Of course, we will have a mailbag at the end of the show here. Yes. Maybe something we'll Send start them questions doing. in. What we got? Let's see. Maybe something we'll start doing semi-regularly here into the new season. I, I'm i ready, Joe Sway. I'm so sick of all the off-season nonsense. Uh, how, how stupid was that? What an August story that was. That What was that? The track runner? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Who was like the NBA. Oh, champion. Noah Lyles. Yeah. Noah Lyles. Yeah. And that, that became a huge story for a couple of days. I'm like, can we start the season, please? <laughs> well, when you got like the, some of the best players in the NBA responding to you, it's gonna it's gonna make headlines. I think that's the, that's what sort of surprised me. Uh, not not the not the blowback, but just the the way they they just blew up the comment section. You know, <laughs> like clearly they didn't they didn't like what he was saying. Such a stupid story. FanDuel, not a stupid story right here. This Wait, hold on, best. hold on. Are you saying you agree with him? We'll, we'll talk about it after the uh, after the read. After the yeah, we can get into it. So FanDuel. <laughs> I'm going to take a minute to tell you about FanDuel, the official sports wagering partner of CLNS Media. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's football season, and new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket so you can watch all those games uh, that you're wagering on. Frets from fan from YouTube and YouTube TV on FanDuel. It's the best time to join FanDuel right now. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSense MA. Dot com or 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends September 18th, 2023. No refunds, terms, and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch on YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Yeah, I, I didn't really care about it. If I had to pick one side... I, I get it. You're, you're not playing the world. And I do wish they had some element now with this new play, uh, in-season tournament where you were playing teams from the world more often. I know they do some preseason games. The Mavericks are going to do a preseason game against Real Madrid. You have some good teams out there. I remember, what was it, last year? Adeline and Australia beat the Suns. So if there was a series, if there was a tournament, no, no international team would be beating NBA teams. Never mind the NBA champion. So it's not a huge deal that they're calling it world champs. I don't care what they call it, really. But 
<laughs> I just thought it was random. Like clearly, it, it was random, was... and I don't know why everyone got so mad about it. Like the world's legit, and you're seeing it right now with the World Cup. Like Montenegro. Yeah, but it's like, well, it's like, why are you thinking today? about that in that moment? Like, it's like this is your oh, moment, but it's like. Miles. Yeah, yeah it was a stupid thing to say on his angle too. Like, right? I think that's what that's what triggered these NBA players because it's just like, all right, man, like enjoy your moment and everything. But like, what did we do to you? You know, it's like, <laughs> damn, like you you clearly were like practicing this thing in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like, it almost felt like a like a speech. Like he had it ready, you know, just at the, at the perfect opportunity to drop it, and, and he didn't miss that opportunity at all. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not like mad about it I, I just think it yeah like you said it's funny how the, the, the blowback but at the same time again when you got guys like durant you know respond to it it's gonna it's gonna yeah, make headlines yeah, yeah. Uh, and these guys get hit with a lot of strays anyway uh the nba players whether it's the politicians or ennis or whoever right. is throwing stuff out there complaining about them and the money they're making and uh you know the games amount of games they play and blah 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 old league versus new league like there's right there's a whole lot of nonsense never mind whatever they're reading on twitter but yeah it was a weird thing to say from Lyle's standpoint at the same time i would like to see the nba play the world a little bit more outside of uh right. of, of exhibition settings they've been doing the exhibitions forever could they get that involved in this in-season tournament the in-season tournament to me still doesn't have enough allure to excite fans there's no real prize there's no incentive competitively to winning it yet and you're not really playing outside of maybe a couple of games in the actual tournament uh, any sort of new format it's just these regular season games i don't think it's going to move people year one so they're gonna have to find some way to make it more exciting for people um elsewhere i guess this was a little bit of old news but when a guy like Mark Spears says it, my eyebrow does go up a little bit because he didn't have to say it right. on this Oregonian podcast. Uh, we've heard that the Celtics had interest earlier this summer in Damian Lillard. Didn't extend too far. Lillard, by all accounts, didn't want to come to Boston. Uh, but you've now heard multiple times that Jason Tatum was in his ear, called Lillard at one point, as Spears said here on this uh, podcast, the uh, Northwest Sports Podcast. And hey, it's just something to keep an eye on, I think. Like, as uh, this Lloyd thing drags out between the Heat and the Blazers and whether or not Lloyd shows up to camp or, you know, whether he's actually playing by the time the regular season starts, you know, Tatum's just there saying, all right, keep an eye on Boston. Like, we'd right. love to have you. Now, this would be an extremely hard trade to pull off at this point, uh, almost impossible, but worth keeping an eye on again like if you're spears maybe just kind of slipped out of his mouth you know how it is with the podcast something slipped out of our mouth you get, you get real comfortable you forget yeah. you forget it's being recorded yeah right right <laughs> no we know remember we quoted a a, a high-ranking celtics official <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you mean we all right that was you bobby get out of here. <laughs> i did i did co-sign it though i guess that's the that's the best way to put it all right you you addressed it i co-signed it and sherrod Force the news out of out of both of us, I guess. But yeah, the, <laughs> but yeah, this, this uh, yeah, this isn't a huge news, but just interesting to me that Spears said it again this week. Do you have anything on this? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you know we don't hear stuff like this when it comes to Jason Tatum, right? Being that guy to recruit players to come over. I mean, we know that he's sort of one of those popular guys when he goes to All Star Weekend. You see him saying, you know, dapping up a lot of the other stars, and he's sort of you know turning that direction of being one of those popular guys. But I, I think it is interesting because of what, what what's going on right now. You know, it's sort of like this team is being held hostage and trying to be forced, according to reports, according to what his agent is trying to pull off here, you know, that it's going to be either Miami or, 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 or nothing, you know. So I think for Tam to step in there and be like, hey, listen, man, like, you know, we could pull this thing off easily. Maybe not the trade itself, but like we could easily win this championship if you're here. And if you're pushing that button and if you're saying, listen, if Miami can't do it, let's just make it Boston because this is, this is how much I want to win a championship. Then there's a, there's an opportunity for sure. I mean, he's, he's that powerful. I mean, that's just what happens in the NBA when it comes to star players. And when they really want to go to a team, it typically happens. And even though right now they may be in a situation where they're like, well, it's, it's going to be Miami sooner or later. I don't know that that's necessarily the case this time around, you know, especially when you, when you look at reports uh, considering 
how how many teams are out there were even putting together their best trade packages to try to get someone like Lillard, considering how many years he's played in the NBA and you know his his injury history and all that. Maybe, maybe a lot of teams weren't just willing to give up a whole lot, you know, for him, even if even if he were available, but which clearly he's not, according to his agent. It's either Miami or nothing. So, but yeah, look, I I, I like that from Tatum. I, I don't think that's something that you know. Uh, Something fans should be disappointed about. Uh, you bring in someone like Damian Lillard, that that changes things, and it, it's easily the Celtics being the favorite to win the championship. So it probably looks something like. Brogdon. And this is what I should I should I should have started with this from the beginning. Sorry about it, real quick, but obviously I'm thinking about this this hypothetical situation without Jalen Brown being involved in that trade, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we're beyond that point of the of this whole thing, right? I know that was something that was talked about. Well, it feels about two months ago, pretty much a couple of weeks after the NBA Finals. That was something that people were were, were talking about. So, but no, I'm, we're beyond that with the extension and everything. Yeah, he he actually can't be traded until next year, year. right? So, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you leave him out of this, and the only other way to make the money work here is a lot of players going out on the Boston end. It'd have to be Brogdon, Horford, Pritchard, and probably one other contract on top of that, Rob. So that gets you there. Even right. if you replace Horford with a smaller contract, I don't think that even gets there because Duluth's making like fifty million now, and then you know you'll be taking a luxury tax hit there. At some point, don't you have to think? And Spears said this too. That Miami offers is probably something that Portland just has to take and and live with. All the first, you, you take as many first as you can. Jovic, Hakez. Maybe you could even squeeze Caleb Martin in there, especially as his contract's kind of reaching its end. Uh, it's maybe. not a great offer. And Hero, you know, maybe you reroute Hero somewhere later, but and just take him. And I haven't, I've been one of the guys who said this Heat offer kind of stinks, but nothing else is out there. And it doesn't look like anything else is going to emerge here. So, Bobby, that just happens. Just get started. Just that get started the, on this rebuild. Might be the greatest steal. In the last, it's not a steal though. He's an older player making fifty million dollars a year. I don't know, Bobby. When you consider what what they're giving up, I mean, even with Tyler Hero being the the centerpiece, I don't, I don't know. Of, that would be a steal. Think of what's left over though in Miami. You'd have, especially if Martin goes out in that trade, which I'm sure they'd really fight against. They probably want to get Lowry in there because the money might not even work with Martin. So yeah, after that, it's 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 lowered. Hero's not there anymore. I don't know. Robinson's playing the two, maybe. You got Butler. You got Martin. You got Bam. And then you effectively have no bench. It's all minimum, guys. So, like, is Lillard, Butler, Bam, Martin, and some other guys, Robinson, enough to compete in the East? I don't know. No. It's a much scarier team than what they have now, for sure. But Exactly. I think that's a bet. If you're Miami, that's a bet you're obviously willing to, to, to make at this point. You know, you look at what the Celtics are doing. You look at what's going on in Philly. I mean, there's a lot of franchises in, in a really rough spot right now. In Boston, I mean, they they did raise some eyebrows with with this whole you know with, with, with trading for Porzingis and, and shipping out Marcus Smart. But I don't think anyone is, is not counting them as still championship contenders, or at least to a, a team to come out of the East and, and you know win it all like they did in 2022. So yeah, and it's interesting. I see someone say Embiid there in the chat. You do wonder if a team like the Heat starts to say, all right, let's wait on this a little bit. But it's tough because Butler's on the older end. And the problem on the other hand of that, you're basically giving up all your valuable pieces unless, you know, Philly would have Yeah, but if you're Miami, man, I would wait it out. I mean, you you said it. The way things are looking right now in Philly, man, I mean, you wait that thing out. Things will get – We've seen this in the past, you know, like this thing could get ugly in the next couple of months. And all of a sudden it's like Joel and B wants that, like, puts out that trade traded request, you know, <laughs> that's it. It's coming sooner than we think. It, just my gut based on how this hard thing's going and how that could even end. I, it's just, it's, it's interesting, man. I mean, the, the, I always say, you know, the NBA is always the most interesting uh, off season out of all the four major sports in terms of the player empowerment and, you know, guys switching up teams the way they do. But you look at Miami, you look at Philly. I mean, look at Milwaukee. Some of the quotes coming out of there, right? Uh, Giannis, you know, t- talking about he's he's not fully committed quite yet. He has to wait and see with, you know, the new situation with his head coach and Adrian Griffin and, 
and all that. And that was like, really interesting. The New York Times, no less. Right, right. I mean, like that's clearly a a, a hint, right? <laughs> like, hey, listen, I, I'm not all in with what's going on right now, and I'm not. If if, if there's any sort of a rebuild, <laughs> and you know uh, that that we're approaching, I want nothing to do with it. You know, clearly, <laughs> clearly, he's making his uh to, to get his point across. You know. Yeah, that was. Geez, I'm glad you brought that up. That was a bombshell that really didn't catch a ton of traction last week when that came out. Uh, yeah, there's definitely eyeballs turning toward the Embiid situation and definitely the Giannis situation, especially the way Milwaukee's roster is looking now. Their additions over the summer really didn't wow anyone, I don't think. Uh, one other fun Celtics thing here I want to get to, and then we'll get to your questions to so start loading them up in the chat. Everybody hanging out here. I'll check uh, Twitter and wherever else too, see what people sent in. But uh, back with us this week, our good friend AG One. I love bringing this one to you, Josue. What you got? You see on yes. a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. No, we talked about it earlier, but for some reason, I. I... It slipped my mind when we were talking right before we, we, we went live. On IG a couple of times, our guy Brett Hampton taking videos of Jason Paul Pierce in the gym together. They've been spending a lot of yeah, time together true. this month, it seems like, in the gym, working out. <laughs> Might be helping Pierce get in <clears throat> shape more than uh, anything it's doing for Tatum. But Well, you don't think he's in good shape? What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. He's I know exactly. What he's in retirement shape, so... Oh, oh, okay. Right. Maybe, yeah, there you go. That's a good way to put it. You're being nice with Paul right now. Okay. Maybe, they're gear, something else. maybe they're gearing up toward getting on the court together and, you know, working on some stuff out there. Because if you're Tatum right now in these workouts, what are you, what are you going to be looking to try to get from Pierce in these, in these uh, meetings and workouts or whatever it might be that they got going on right now? Honestly, Bobby, just uh, great conversations, you know, just talk about their experiences and just where, where they are. I mean, not even in the sense of advice from Paul, because that I think that's is, is, that's what happens eventually. But just to share those type of stories and where Tatum is right now in his career, I, I think is would be great. It's it's a it's a opportunity for Paul to just for the two of them to just bond over the fact how the city of Boston is is clamoring for that championship, right? That, that, that the next one, right. You know, and, and, and Paul knows a lot of, of what that's like, especially when you think about the way his career played out, right. Which is very different compared to where Tatum is right now. Right. Been the playoffs every single year has already reached the NBA finals. He's got a few, or at least what, three, four Eastern conference, conference finals appearances under his belt. I mean, it took Paul four years just to, just to get to the Eastern conference final. Then it took him another six years to get back there with, you know, with KG and in, in, in Ray Allen. And, you know, I just feel like just the contrast would, would just, they could easily find common ground. And, and I would love to see Paul somehow through these conversations and just talking about their battles and where they've been. Cause you know, at this point Tatum has stories. You know, this isn't a young, young Tatum, 19 year old Tatum, or even a few years in Tatum who is still, you know, still trying to find his way. I mean, he's got, he's got battles. He's got stories that he can, he can tell Paul. And obviously Paul's watched these. That's a great point. He's almost as, and again, the championship's the big difference here, but he's almost right. That's as the big accomplished difference, like, as the, Pierce. Exactly. Like, like that, like right before you get there. And I know Paul got there you know, right away when he had, you know, Ray and, and, and Garnett, but it was a, there was a shift in Pierce just that season and beyond. It, it wasn't just that year in terms of being more vocal you know, being more in your face, more rah-rah, being tougher. I mean, I would love to see that out of Tatum. We all know about the trash talking. I'd love to see that out of Tatum too, but I'm not going to ask some, something out of, you know, Tatum that, that he's just never done. If that happens naturally, organically, then that's great. But, like, just being more assertive and just being more focused, just, like, less smiling out there. You know what I mean? Like, being nastier, just the, the term having a chip on your shoulder. And we talked about this a lot last season, Bob. Remember throughout the Celtics postgame show, like, you got the quotes, you got the – the, the comments in the first couple of weeks, first month of the season about, man, we want to get back to the finals. We're really upset about the what happened, you know, against the Warriors. But then you never really felt it from these guys, right? You never really felt like they were, like, really out there and had a chip on their shoulder. You know, I just feel like they looked like a group that said, you know what, that was great. We, we made the opportunity. We had that experience under our belt. Now it's inevitable. And obviously that wasn't the case. So with that lesson now, you know, that mindset that, like, wait, this isn't automatic just because you've been there before. We have to change something about our approach, our attitude, our demeanor. And I'm hoping Tatum is that one guy that we see that change 
you know, more than anyone next season. Yeah, definitely. That's what you're looking for most here is that demeanor and attitude uh, lesson resonating with the All group. the greats do it. You know, like the, the LeBron James and the Kobe Bryants, you know, like they just had like that shift in that at a certain point of their career where it's just like they, they go into a, a, a different type of focus that that just yields obviously great results, but also like it's it's like not as friendly <laughs> as they as they you know the first two three seasons were you know I feel like Tatum hasn't made that shift that switch yet and this could this should be it this should be the year that's what it's all about too for this group they have the supporting cast they have for a handful of years here it's about the stars figuring it out figuring it out together I saw the commenter that I put up the comment that Brown and Tatum worked out together again after the pictures we saw of them in the gym together. That's huge. I, I don't want to hear about all oh, the schedules weren't lined up and, oh, he's, this guy's in Europe and this guy's uh, down in California, L.A. Get together. go Work through some things. Be present in, in each other's workouts. Have some overlap. Maybe be guarding each other out there. Whatever you need to do to get on the same page going into the season. And I, I, Were you a little disappointed? I know, John, if he was here, this would be his big, big point today. Were you, were you a little disappointed that Porzingis didn't come back uh, to Boston? Uh, and he said this in an interview that the Celtics requested that he come back and rehab at our back center uh, after he got the plantar fasciitis that knocked him out of the World Cup. But he has to stay with the World Cup team. The World Cup team's been incredible, by the way. They're 2-3-1 uh, and one now with a chance of moving on to the knockout stage without him, Latvia. Uh, but he's staying out there in Asia for the for the whole tournament instead of coming back to Boston. He said he got the Celtics' permission on it. But uh, were you uh, disappointed that he didn't come back, or are you fine with him staying out there for the World Cup? No, I'm not that disappointed, honestly. I mean, you you when you're got training camp and all that, and all the, all the time you're going to be spending with the team. And That's what he said. Season. He said, "I'm going to be in Boston for a long time." <laughs> yeah, like come on. Like, I mean, this is like. It's almost- <laughs> Those has the vibes of like someone that like mentions it after you have that meeting where you get hired at the job. Hey, hey, by the way, I'm taking a vacation in a few months. Is that okay? Like, you know what I mean? I almost had like that feel to it. So I'm sure the Southerners were fine with it, especially if he's not playing. Like that, that's what they care about the most. Like, okay, as long as you're rehabbing and, you know, we'll see you in a couple of weeks and, you know, you're not in uniform, that's fine. You know, take your time and we'll regroup later. Well, yeah, he, that's the thing. And I said this in my reaction video that to that interview if he comes in the training camp and it's like, Ooh, man, he's out of shape. He, he's not even close. Everyone's going to be like, why was he in Asia? <laughs> but if he's right back in the preseason and locked into opening night and looking good early on, everyone will forget about it. So that's, that's sort of how that one's going to go. Fair or not. It's going to be based on the result and the outcome of this injury here. And I, I am kind of bummed. We're not seeing them. It's almost nice sometimes to see that early, impression remember Kemba with team USA right after he signed and you know Gallinari with Italy right before he got hurt you don't want to think about that one as much but it's nice to see these guys before they actually put on the Celtics uniform in this international competition it looks like Porzingis could have actually led uh, Latvia pretty far with how good they've been without him so uh, yeah or that motivation was what they needed you never know but yeah yeah you're right (laughs) that's true They they went out and beat Spain today Josue yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I saw that. It's impressive, man. Like, yeah, you, you wonder what the future is going to look like. And, you know, that's something that he can do after his NBA playing career. Yeah, and they yeah. uh, and they, they could qualify for the Olympics next summer, too, within this competition. So I'm sure that's heavy on his mind, seeing them do that. First World Cup ever for them, Latvia. Uh, so they're for them. making a big splash. They almost beat Canada, too. Had a decent lead on them early on in their only loss so far. USA is 4-0. Uh, they're going to play Lithuania on Sunday to advance out of the second round of the group stage undefeated. Uh, Anthony Edwards got asked uh, <laughs> got asked about Lithuania being undefeated. He was like, yeah, we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> They've been pretty good. The, this team's much better than that Kemba uh, Tatum-Brown World Cup team that really wasn't that good a couple of years no, ago. No, they weren't. They weren't. It was cool seeing that, though. You know, four Celtics players on that team. But, yeah. DR was rolling, but uh, they lost to Puerto Rico today. Tremont Waters had like 37 points. Yo, he's been balling for them, man. I'm so happy for him. Good for him. Yeah, that was a huge upset for Puerto and Rico. And his um his club team 
they uh, they won the championship. So he went from that and carried that momentum right into this tournament. And he's just been he's been having a ball, man. Happy, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, he's had some bumps along the road. I remember hearing too that like when he came to the Celtics, he wasn't in the best like headspace or whatever to, you know, kind of gone through some stuff and his career kind of got derailed a little bit early on there. He had some flashes, if you remember, with the Celtics as far as passing yeah. the ball, at least, where you're like, all right, this guy's got a little something. Really defend yeah. too. Great steal. Great at picking guys' pockets, uh, even at a small size. So. Oh, he may find his way back into the league here, especially with the performance he's putting on in this World Cup. Uh, so we'll see. We'll keep an eye on him. Uh, and that's your World Cup minute here. Anything else in the World Cup? Uh, trying to think. Got Kyle Anderson playing for China. France lost Fournier and Rudy there. Uh, they actually lost to Latvia and got knocked out of the tournament. What's but, up with uh, Canada? I'm surprised. They lost to Brazil today. Yeah. I yeah. mean – I, I don't know. I expected I expected more more from them. Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray sat out, which was a killer. Yeah, for that's him. a big blow. That's but true. But they still have enough. Olenek, Shea, uh, RJ Barrett was really bad today. He shot one for eight, so he's gonna be better. Yeah, I thought he would take over. They're missing O'Shea Brissett too. They are wing defender. You know, I saw it. These players are not messing with that shit at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah there ain't nobody playing overseas. All right. I saw whoever it was on Brazil went right by Dylan Brooks for the win. Uh, yeah, so. they'll be saying they'll be saying Gallinari's name for years, <laughs> being like, "Yo, Mama Gallinari," like that's gonna be the thing. Like no one's playing in that tournament. Oh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson too. Yes, that's who. Man, I was gonna bring him up. I was like, when you saying what else from the World Cup, man? Listen, when you read the headline and you you see the comparison, you hear Kobe Bryant, and just like, wait, man, I can't. But when you watch the actual highlights, man, like his approach, his like, I mean, clearly he's, he's he, the influence is there. And it was pretty cool. I mean, he's, he's a lefty, so it's a little different. But like just the, the his pull up, the way he was attacking, the turnaround, very, very Kobe like for sure. And people haven't seen those highlights, man. Go check that out. Yeah. And I've never seen him play like that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a couple, he had a couple of good games against the Celtics for sure, man. Like back in the day, you know. In his nets, his nets uh, days, but this tournament really yeah. will turn. Nothing you like that. Nothing like that. But yeah. <laughs> the way some of these guys play, you're like, whoa! It, Patty Mills, another guy who just goes off in these. In these yeah, oh, he'll be playing in that tournament for years, man. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy for him, man. Like he can, you can just tell. He's just no signs of slowing down. Man. He's on the Hawks now. It, I don't know if you you knew that, but a nice little addition for them behind like Trey it. Young and uh, Dejounte Murray. They got a nice roster coming together there this year. I think they should be better. Uh, but let's get to our mailbag. Let's see questions we got. Our mailbag today is brought to you by HelloFresh. Hey, I want to take a minute to tell you about HelloFresh. What's HelloFresh? Well, you're going to get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make cooking easy, fun, and affordable right in your home. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Falls right around the corner. And HelloFresh is going to help you plan for a busy season ahead with tasty dishes delivered to your door. Just choose from recipes, pick your delivery date, then lay back and enjoy the last days of summer knowing dinner's covered. Need variety in your dinner time. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with 40 chef-crafted recipes to select from each week. It's all customizable. It's family-friendly, fit and wholesome. You'll always find new and exciting recipes to try and love at HelloFresh. When life gets busy, don't call delivery. Get HelloFresh. It's 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping too. Just choose your recipes and receive fresh pre-portioned ingredients that you can get to cooking quick. There's instructions. They make it easy and fun, honestly, to cook. So go to HelloFresh.com slash CLNS. 50 and use the code CLNS50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash CLNS50 for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. On to the mailbag we go. Let's check the chat first. I saw some questions. What we got, what we got, what we got. I had, a, I had a lower third for this as well. Here we go. So, um, something about small ball here from earlier in the show. Let's see if I can find it. 
if you feel free to throw in a super chat too so we'll we'll find your questions here all right here we go best lineup rob porzingis tatum brown white or do you go small what's going to be the best lineup let's say the closing lineup for the celtics here i think that's it man they're going I, big I, to close games yeah i mean the al the thing is I'm I'm already thinking about the playoffs, so that's the thing. I mean, throughout the, throughout the regular season, um, depending on how Al's doing that night, you know, if he's if he's there, you you put him in the mix there. But I'm really in- intrigued to see what what Porzingis and, and Rob going to look like on the defensive end, and if that's something that, that they, if they're thriving, I'm hoping that's the case. Then this is it. This is your closeout lineup. You know, um, pick and roll defense. What Rob's been doing, you know, in terms of uh, just c- continuing to. Um, you know, put up not only put up these videos, but be healthy. I mean, when's the last time we had a summer, an entire summer where Rob is healthy, getting ready for a season and not on ice? And we're thinking, oh, well, how many games is he going to miss, or when is he going to be back with the team? You know, so I, I think that's a big part of this. And if, if that can be a success, these guys, especially on the defensive end of the floor, if they thrive, I think that's a really, really tough matchup to close out against for opposing teams. Yeah, it's going to depend on the matchup, of course. I like staying big too, generally. Uh, but th- I think those Brogdon lineups, if he's right, you- you're going to need someone as a connector there. And if we're talking about needs with this team, you are still going to need a guy, whether it's Hauser, whether it's Spee, unlikely, but someone who can connect the bigger lineups to the smaller lineups. And maybe it's Horford, too. Like, Brad, I know he's kind of laughing, but he was talking about playing three bigs at times. And if Horford's shooting 44% from three again, He's good enough passer, good enough wing defender. You might be able to go super, super big at times. So I'm interested to see how they do connect because this will be the starting lineup, I think. But connecting that to the late game lineup that has some flexibility on both ends of the floor is going to be a big deal. And that it might just be simplest to say, put your best five guys out there. And these are right now the best five players on the Celtics, uh, without a doubt, entering this year, especially with the uncertainty yeah. around Brogdon. Uh, Especially if we see significant strides from Derek White and Robert Williams, which I, I, I think those are the two guys I'm gonna. Uh, those are two guys I'm gonna say, either one of them or both of them make significant strides. It tells us to be in a really, really good place. So I think that's something that we're gonna keep an eye on for sure. This is a good question. No Smart, no Grant. Who's gonna go toe to toe with Embiid and Giannis? You gotta say Al, but it's a heavy, heavy weight on Al's shoulders every year, but this year especially since he's really the strong strong body the only strong strong body left on the team i know tatum's always hyping up his physique so maybe he'll take some of that on his shoulders as well but he should for the bangers definitely who, who's gonna guard the bangers in basketball now yeah, on this team i mean i think tatum would uh, tatum is gonna be in the mix for sure but i think it's uh i think it's rob you know i i, I think that's oh, Al? rob bulking up guarding some bigger guys yeah yeah for sure i i think that's that's significant especially if he's healthy, you know, I think that's a part of his game that's going to continue to develop along with the offense. I mean, I know uh, my, my, my podcast co-host Cedric Maxwell. I mean, they were making jokes about, uh, he was making jokes about who he's playing in the gym there when he put the ball on the floor and he's trying to make plays in the perimeter, but that's something that he's going to have to add to his game. I think it's going to it'll be a dimension that's going to be significant if he's able to do that in some regard, right? I'm not, I'm not expecting him to go out there and start shooting three pointers, but if he can just, hit a couple of mid-range shots and had that shot, you know, in his, in his bag, that's, that, that's, that'll help his office for sure in a big way. Good question there. Let's see anyone else on the chat side here. Let's see if we got any Twitter ones pulled up. Feel free to add yours in there in the chat too. I'll circle back to them. Uh, we got our discord as well through a flyer in there. What's your biggest question for the team this season, Joe Sway? Biggest question is what Porzingis is ultimately, right? I mean, what he the the, the impact he makes on both ends of the floor and how that's how that elevates not only the Jays but obviously the, the team as a whole. I, I think that's that's something I can't wait to see. And, you know, going to be clearly a, a focus, you know, for guys like us and you know fans alike. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm I'm the opposite end of that trade though. What's it like without Smart? The leadership dynamic. Who's stepping up as the vocal guy, holding everyone accountable? Does Joe 
fill that gap uh, in a different way this year. Is it Tatum and Brown really shouldering that responsibility? Did you hear Brad again on the radio today saying like, yeah, something I've heard a couple people say at this point, Joe and Brad and even Derek's trainer. Smart was a great vocal guy, great leader, but him being out of there, maybe a chance for some other guys to step up and specifically Brown and Tatum. I think Brad said their name specifically. They got to be the guys who step up in that area this season. And that seemed to be a major motivating factor. I think trading smart was being able to have Brown and Tatum step up and actually be the leaders on this team. Well, yeah, the two go hand in hand for sure. I I mean, it's, (laughs) it's easy to forget because of that moment. Well, if you look at the way the series ended, the whole the the the, the Derek White shot, the putback in Game Six, it's easy to forget. I mean, what happened right before that happened, right? It was Marcus Smart turning around and taking that three. I mean, can you can you imagine if that's the way the season ended? And people would be like, "All right, well, see you later, Marcus. This had to happen." Like that would have that would have been the narrative. And I don't think that they went to the offseason with that mindset, but I do think that they wanted to rebalance they want to rebalance the roster and, and shake things up and I, I think Porzingis was just someone that was on Brad's radar well before the offseason started so I just just made sense when you look at what the Celtics had to, to offer and just the way the whole thing played out and you know them trying to put together the assets that that they needed to facilitate to facilitate that trade you know Brogdon that didn't work and then you know pivoting to to the Memphis Grizzlies knowing that that was a trade that was probably discussed. I still wonder. I'll always wonder what would have happened if if the Brogdon thing went through. Would they have been getting Tyus oh, Jones man. back from Memphis? Or, you know, I, I another- think that was something that was probably a possibility when you think about just adding depth to the roster and just having some some key pieces uh, to, to, to address that backcourt, you know, without Marcus. I mean, who knows? But, look, I mean, I guess what I was trying to say originally was just, yeah, I mean, this is the two go hand in hand. Mar- Marcus is out. You got Tatum and Brown trying to figure this thing out, and for the first time ever, you got a picture of these guys in the in the gym in August. Like I've, I've we've never seen this before, and we were I think we're well beyond the uh, uncomfortable conversation. You know, <laughs> I think at this point we want to see we want to be results. a shirt. It's gonna be one of our next shirts. <laughs> I mean, we want to see results, right? I think that that's what that's what we would love to see. These guys not only playing at a high level, which they clearly have been you know, making strides in their, in their career every single year, but to do it together and just like run the league, you know, like imagine if this team could get out to like a, a, a 13 and four record or you know something like that, like something dominant like that. You would say right away, man, these two have really figured this thing out. Jalen got his extension. They, 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 you know, the, the loss of game seven has really hit these guys to the point where they came together and be like, man, let's do this. Let's let's start from scratch right now, and, and let's just set the tone right here. You know, with 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 us in the gym and 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 ready for the next season, getting ready in the lab. Yeah, they're capable of that, especially when you look at the early season schedule. This is a good one to wrap us up. Definitely, okay, this this one's becoming one I'm more and more intrigued by. And I'm not gonna go over the top with the Pritchard stuff. I think people do sometimes. But remember, Joe Sway, I I like this guy a lot when they drafted him. Like right away, I, I knew him from Oregon. Um, you know, he's on TV all the time. You could tell he's one of the best players in college. And then that first year, he was awesome. You remember the game winner against Miami? He was a big part of that rotation his rookie year. He played well. Even the second year, they go to the finals. He's part of that rotation. Yeah. And last year, it's just, that it's just that screeching halt because Rodney comes in. And Listen, I still like Brogdon being here. I still think they're going to need him. But some fans are saying maybe Pritchard can step up and can be that guy and overtake him this season with a bigger role and more consistent playing time. I don't think you're ever going to see that triple-double guy who has the ball in his hands all the time and is running the show. But he's good enough as a shooter, good enough as a defender, I think, to be a complimentary piece here Feels like he's had a huge offseason between the select team and his usual routine. Pro-Am explosions, we saw those again. Listen, I, I don't know if he's a starter in this league, but he's definitely a guy who can contribute and play sizable minutes. You know, Again, eat some innings here, score some baskets, pass the ball, help just free up this offense. He's a guy that can do that. And we saw his rebounding last year too in those spots when he came in. I'm excited to see... 
him show what he's capable of this year because all we heard last year was, you know, I want to go somewhere, show what I'm made of. Felt like he was done here in Boston. And now, given this Brogdon situation, especially Smart going out the door, you look at Pritchard as an important part of this team over the next couple of years. Yeah, you wonder what's going to happen this year. Sort of like that that year is going to make or break in terms of staying with this team or, or being dealt elsewhere or if he were to move on during a free agency. But I think there's an opportunity for him. You know, I think the Celtics are going to be really careful with Brogdon. And, you know, uh, I, I don't think it will be a situation where he's not playing on the second nights of back-to-backs. But if you have someone that can produce and you can, you know, minimize uh, Brogdon's production or at least his minutes, I should say, then I think that that's, that would be great for the Celtics team in terms of addressing that depth in the backcourt. I mean, there's going to be a void. Marcus will leave a void in that backcourt in, in, in both ends of the floor and just overall. And I think there's an opportunity for, for Pritchard to, to be one of those contributors that comes off the bench and that, you know, Joe Mazzula can rely on, you know, just to sort of uh, facilitate, you know, knock down some shots and just kind of just run the offense in a way that uh, opposing guards will keep them on their heels, you know. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. He uh, will be kicking off training camp along with the rest of the team at the end of this month. So it's going to be a little bit of a wait. But, again, you got football and all the rest to hold you over. In the meantime, check out the Patriots Press Pass channel. Check us out here. We might have some fun interviews this month. You never knew who's going to stop by the Garden Report uh, from media people around the league, players, whoever it might be. Uh, we got our – Welcome sign open for whoever wants to jump on here. Yeah, it starts September before camp gets going. Of course, mentioning football, go get your $100 off Sunday ticket and $200 in bonus bets over at FanDuel. It's their best offer yet. Uh, our official sports wagering partner here, FanDuel.com. Uh, AG1, you know they're offered by now. It's a great one. Drink AG1.com slash garden for a year's supply of vitamin D. Five free travel packs with your first purchase. And HelloFresh, HelloFresh.com slash DLNS50. Use that code CLNS50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Uh, thanks for joining me here on a Friday, Joe Sway. Oh, no problem, man. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your questions. We might do this every week or so here, maybe uh, on tw- on uh, our Discord or you know Twitter, Twitter spaces, whatever it might be. Uh, best <laughs> X spaces? Yeah, what's it yeah. called now? That sounds that sounds different. We'll figure, <laughs> that we'll sounds like out, something else. <laughs> we'll figure out the best spot to do it. <laughs> Good talking to you, Joe Sway. Uh, we'll see you soon. And definitely, um, everybody, check out Celtics All Access for uh, more on Svi Mahaluk joining the Celtics. The big news of the week here. And uh, again, turn your notifications on CLNS Media for any live shows coming on next week.